still a lot of questions on everybody's minds after the shooting in Vegas, the massacre in Vegas on Sunday. People are still reeling from it. 58 people dead, uh, 500 people wounded. And uh, an open letter has been signed by 147 criminologists, sociologists, psychologists, and other human behavior experts asking the media, stop publishing the names and photographs of mass killers. One of the experts on the list is uh, joining me now. She's a leading expert in mass shootings, Dr. Jacqueline Schellkraut. Welcome to the show, doctor. Thank you for having me. Why did you uh, put this proposal together? You know, I think that... um I I was part of it. It it came to me, and it was just something I definitely wanted to sign on to. I'm a very big proponent of the no-notoriety aspect. Um, I've been starting to work with a family out of the Aurora shooting who started that no-notoriety campaign, Um, and I really think it's about refocusing um, the attention away from the shooter and on the victims and and the event as a whole and really trying to understand it more than just as one person when there's so many other things going into it. So in this proposal, uh, there are several things that you're asking for, but the The proposal contains four clear guidelines for media organizations. Don't name the perpetrator. Do not use photos or likenesses of the perpetrator. Stop using the names, photos, or likenesses of past perpetrators. And report everything else about these crimes in as much details as you would like. Just don't um, put their photo out and don't name names. You know, beyond giving notoriety to these people, why is notoriety, you know, really dangerous? Well, you know, one thing that the uh, research has shown, and it's still preliminary research, but certainly concerning, is that there's the potential for contagion. Um, And that means that, you know, the amount of uh, attention that these cases receive can actually spurn other shootings um, or other similar similar, uh, acts of violence for people that are uh, uh, inspired by them, for lack of a better word. Yeah, I was reading uh, the full uh, proposal, um, which was put together uh, by another uh, doctor, and he's an expert as well in mass shootings. Mm -hmm. And he said that, you know, the contagion, uh, actually, it's more risky following a sh- immediately following a shooting like we had uh, in Vegas. And there was a Tennessee man pulled over for speeding, two loaded submachine guns, 900 rounds of ammunition. Right. Yeah, it's definitely something that we, we keep an eye out on. Um, I think they said that sort of that contagion period is about 14 days. And that's uh, interesting because it coincides with when coverage of these events is at its highest, when it's sort of that wall-to-wall, very in-your-face coverage. Now, this is doable, you say, and you've based this on uh, similar policies that exist out there for media, like not showing, you know, somebody running on a uh, sporting field during during uh, track and field or or uh, football games. And uh, also that media does not report um, suicides and the details of, of the suicide. But when it's something like a mass shooting and the kind that we had in Vegas, it seems yeah. like how do you quell the need of the public uh, to know you know, I mean, they, they want to know the name. They want to see the face. How do, you, how do we navigate around that? You know, I think one thing, um, and I know Karen and Tom Teves, who started um, the No Notoriety campaign, their son Alex was one of the 12 that was killed in Aurora. You know, they... Uh, what they say is, look, we understand that there's a need for information, and that's part of the information. So they really understand, hey, you know, in especially the immediate aftermath, once that information becomes available, we understand the need to share. But it's the wall-to-wall coverage, as you say, of constantly putting that individual's face up, constantly saying the person's name. I think where where the no notoriety comes in, in that it's just making them more human. It's really sort of glorifying their acts, and I think it adds an element of sensationalism that, of course, I think we can all agree, shooting 
over 600 people mm-hmm. has that sensationalism. So why give it more? Yeah, and I understand that the killers actually, you know, a lot of times mass shooters will refer to each other, reach out to news outlets because they're looking for fame. Correct. There is definitely an element of fame seeking. Um, You know, I think it would be hard to argue that someone who goes out and does something like this isn't, especially at this large of a scale, isn't looking for some sort of attention. We have seen, of course, over the years, a number of uh, shooters constantly referring back to the Columbine shooters. Uh, We've seen stuff with like the Virginia Tech shooter who sent the package to NBC in between his two rampages. We saw the Isla Vista shooter had put up a number of videos on YouTube as well as putting out a 140-page manifesto. So it's they're definitely putting stuff out there and sort of creating their own narrative. Are you getting a lot of pushback from, uh, you know, the, the media outlets that are saying, look, we have, we have a 24-hour news cycle? You know, I think that it's sort of a give and take on both sides. I think, you know, as researchers, we need to understand, of course, that you guys have jobs to do. But on the same token, we ask, of course, that you guys understand what we're trying to do and that we understand the potential um, effects of this and what it could do. And also, you know, from a human perspective, the focus really needs to right now be on the victims. The investigation is going to unfold and there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out in the days and and weeks and months and possibly even years about this event because of its scale. Uh, But by focusing on the shooter, it takes a lot away from the victims and the resources that they're going to need as well. There are times you say when the name will have to be released. Can you explain that? You know, I think um, when you look at stuff, you know, there's going to be information that comes along um, right now. It's so preliminary. There's going to be information about whether or not there was anybody that helped along the way, um, because the uh, the sheriff of Clark County certainly has speculated that for the scale and scope of this particular event, there's got to be somebody along the way that knew or 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 had some sort of uh, not. I don't want to say that was part of it, but had helped in some way, either knowingly or unknowingly. And so, of course, you're going to um, mention the name in terms of accomplices in that respect. But you know, I think the whole point of the no-no notoriety campaign and what Tom and Karen really advocate for is, you know, if you need to say it once and say it, it's just the constant repetition where you can simply just refer to them as the shooter. Right. And, you know, when you're in a situation with a mass shooter that has not, that is still at large, it, mm-hmm. it is, you know, of the utmost importance that people see that face and that people know that name to know, you know, when there's a manhunt going on that, uh, you know, they can help with and aid the police, Right. Absolutely. And I think that that's a really good point. You know, if this was an ongoing thing, it was certainly something we would have to consider. But what we know about mass shootings is that on average, they're done within 10 minutes or less, sometimes even quicker. And, you know, it's, it's all about careful and responsible reporting. I mean, if we look back at the Sandy Hook shooting in 2012, there was an improper reporting that it was actually the shooter's brother. Mm. His photograph was shared over 5,000 times um, in a very short amount of time. And it's very hard to reel that back once it's out there. Speaking of out there, you know, we're talking about traditional media, I guess. And, you know, we do have traditional media outlets. We have our own Internet online space. But when you're asking media outlets to not name uh, mass shooters names or show their faces, what about the Internet? I mean, wouldn't those people that would be uh, have a proclivity to kind of lean that way, might copycat, wouldn't they live largely in that kind of realm online and wouldn't they strive for the same notoriety there? 
Absolutely. I mean, that's a fantastic point, uh, fantastic point. And unless we're dealing in the 24 news cycle, and even then it's hard to, you know, put out as many stories as one might like to put out, the Internet is, is sort of gold because it, it really is such a living document, for lack of a better word. And so, you know, it's definitely a place we see that people go and seek out information, especially as we become more technologically advanced. We know that people are constantly evolving from, you know, leaving written manifestos to then now going online mm-hmm. to sometimes using social media. And in the most extreme cases, like we saw in Virginia, though it wouldn't necessarily be classified as a mass shooting, um, but a couple of years ago when uh, the former news person had shot the reporter and the cameraman um, and then uploaded the video of the killing onto his Facebook, we're certainly seeing that there is information out there. And again, we're not saying don't ever put the name out there. Um, sometimes it has to be for factual purposes, but not really just over and over and over over again. Um, You know, if people want information, they can seek it out and they can certainly do their research, but it's about just limiting the information and perhaps redirecting the narrative to a different direction. Well, you know, I think I speak for everyone. If anything can stop these mass shootings for occurring, I I think we should, you know, try and work towards that. Uh, Doctor, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for being part of the show. Thank you, too, Kelly. All right. Cheers. All right. That is a leading expert in mass shootings, assistant professor, Department of Public Justice. Her name is Dr. Jacqueline Schultz Kraut, one of the uh, 147 law enforcement crimi- criminologists, specialists, the uh, psychologists, human behavioral experts out there saying stop glorifying these mass shooters by putting their names out there and their faces out there. It only inspires copycats and it, it, it can lead to uh, other people continuing on this uh, pathway. It's violent. It's horrific.